Hi, you're listening to three cultural sensitivity tips for global managers by SeriousLeadershipCoaching.com, where leaders discover their authentic self. This is your host, Dipti. Well, you might ask, what does cultural sensitivity really mean? There are tons of definitions out there, but for our purposes, let's just go with this one. Cultural sensitivity is being aware that cultural differences and similarities between people exist without assigning them a value, positive or negative, better or worse, right or wrong. I'm going to repeat that definition again. Cultural sensitivity is being aware that cultural differences and similarities between people exist without assigning them a value, positive or negative, better or worse, right or wrong. The most critical part of that definition and possibly overlooked is being aware without assigning a value. The three tips I'm going to share with you will help you avoid assigning values or labeling cultural differences. Here we go. Number one, learn the real names of your team members and try to pronounce them properly. This might seem like such an obvious thing, but you'd be surprised as to how many managers with large teams don't learn the real name of their team members, or worse, pronounce it wrong even after years of working together. Someone's name is an integral part of their identity. As someone with a long and unique last name, I find myself apologizing for it. I end up either making fun of it myself before someone else does. Ah, the age-old trick. So many of us have even gone to the extent of having an anglicized version of our names for the workplace or something shorter so that we can fit in. Or some of us have grown so tired of explaining our name to people that it just saves more time by having an anglicized name. A few of my managers took the time to learn how to pronounce my rather long last name, but that did make me feel so valued and even made me go that extra mile at work. Go ahead. Try and learn the real names of your team members. Hell, add it as one of your tasks within your larger diversity goals. It doesn't matter if you don't get the pronunciation completely right. What matters is the fact that you make a genuine attempt instead of disregarding someone's identity. Number two, don't correct another person's grammar or pronunciation in public. As workplaces grow increasingly diverse, it's so important to grow some tolerance along with it. If you consider yourself a grammar Nazi, maybe you need to practice some tolerance and acceptance, at least when it comes to the workplace. Unless, of course, you're a teacher and that's your primary intent of your job. Typically in a workplace, communication is key. Language or the spoken word is only one of the many mediums of communication people use to express their ideas. If one of your direct reports is saying something that is preventing them from communicating their ideas effectively, then delicately suggesting language that might bring across their point better in private benefits both you and them. And most importantly, it keeps the employee engaged without making them feel belittled. However, if you choose to correct the person during a presentation or meeting, be rest assured that the person is going to think twice before sharing their views ever again. And you just let your ego get the better of you at that point of time. Number three. Don't let someone's accent trigger a bias. There are several studies that have proved that accents trigger workplace bias. Though we have that awareness today, that alone is not enough. 
managers need to consciously be aware and take active steps to prevent accents from getting the better of their leadership foresight. I mean, well, there are laws in place that prevent blatant discrimination based on accent or national origin, subtle biases are often the ones that many of us encounter in the workplace. I mean, just because it's subtle doesn't mean that it doesn't have a huge impact. Even if it takes a little to understand what your team members are saying, going that extra mile is part of your job as a manager. It's important to not let the accent take anything away from the content that's being delivered. Once again, it's so important to not let that accent take anything away from the content that's being delivered. Remember, communication is a two-way process and requires an effort on both ends, the sender and the receiver. If you as the receiver are not doing your fair share, then the communication is pretty much lost on you. The next time you find it hard to understand someone, try to keep a neutral facial expression instead of making expressions that make the other person feel stupid. Seek to understand. Instead of saying, what? Ask for clarification by playing it back to them. Many times asking for an example helps you understand what they're saying given the larger context. There is nothing wrong in asking someone to repeat themselves. In fact, it shows them that you are interested in their input. If you are still completely at a loss and you're not able to proceed with your work, ask them for an email reminder or send them an email with your understanding of agreed upon dates and action items. And that might help clear the air and make communication better. Remember, be aware of your biases and own them. Do not attribute your bias to your team member's accent. I really think a quote from this linguist called Rosina Lippi-Green makes total sense here. I quote, Breakdown of communication is due not so much to the accent as it is to the negative social evaluation of the accent in question and a rejection of the communicative burden. So let's go ahead and do a quick recap of the three tips to be a more culturally sensitive manager. Number one, Learn the real names of your team members and try to pronounce them properly. Number two, don't correct a person's grammar or pronunciation in public. Number three, don't let someone's accent trigger an internal bias about them. Each of these tips requires you to practice non-judgment and I understand that that's easier said than done. But take the pledge. Create a space of non-judgment where creativity thrives, where opinions can be voiced without shame, where team members aren't embarrassed to be their authentic self. And then watch the magic happen. So I would love to hear from you regarding any other cultural sensitivity tips that you might want to share. Go ahead and type your comments in the comment box below. Until next time, this is Dipti. Signing off, have a wonderful week and be authentic.